0: On an evening, when we gather to celebrate the life of Christ among us, I move to preach about God's circle. Let us pray. O God, call us, sit with us, feed us, and show us yourself in each other. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I have a sense that every now and then there is a song that rests on my heart. And you just can't get it out of your system until you give voice to it. Be afraid. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Everyone draws a circle, and sometimes we are defined by those circles. There are the academic circles. There are the work circles, the church circle, and there is this one important circle called the friendship circle. No one tries to mess with it. Circles are everywhere, and they do something to us. They are always about who is out, And who is in with us? It is ultimately about belonging. You have your circles. I have mine as well. But the danger with circles is that we allow ourselves to be fine by those who are in. And we wing our eyes against those who are out of it. Today's gospel offers a disappointing text for those of us who are bent towards a kind of exclusion. It might even disappoint church people, those committed Christians who are leaders and make decisions about what the church ought to be and what the church is. Chiefly, church members who are interested in membership rather than discipleship. It is also a challenging text for anyone who is uncomfortable with sinners and outcasts. The verse that precedes this curriculum tonight, verse 9 in particular, is about Matthew's call Jesus says to Matthew, follow me. Matthew, unlike all of us, gets up and he follows Jesus. No question asked. Jesus' cause to Matthew disrupts his commitment to an earthly enterprise. I'm wondering, what is God's call on your life like? What has been disrupted because you have chosen to become a follower of Jesus Christ? What is different in your life now that you claim by virtue of your faith and your baptism to be a child of God? What is that visible evidence to the world? Follow me, Jesus says. And all of the disciples, Peter, James, and John, Matthew, they all get up, leaving what is so important to them to be included in God's circle. All of us draw circles. Even God has God's circle. The difference is this. God's circle is so wide that it includes you, It includes me. It includes sinners and what? Outcasts like Matthew. Jesus gave evidence to this when he goes and sits with sinners. He eats with them. And all of us who draw a narrow circle have questions for Jesus even now. But Lent offers us a different kind of invitation. Our fasting and prayers, our sacrifice, are challenged by what Isaiah says. How can I have bread enough to eat and watch someone else who is hungry? How can I have clothes enough to wear and let someone be naked? How can I have all the wealth, enough to spare, and see the world struggling. How can I participate in an earthly empire that lay heavy burden and oppress the poor? That's the challenge to our question. The circle that God draws around us disrupt our normalcy and invites us to think beyond ourselves, to contemplate what it means to be the church of God, what it means to be a servant of God, what it means to surrender all ourselves and become followers of Jesus Christ. Like Matthew, leaving what needs to be left behind, leaving what draws us and holds us back from following the one we call Savior. In the Lord, I will forever be thankful because I know that God draws a circle that does not only include all of us, but it transforms us. Here's a quick story. I have a dear friend who is now a retired chancellor from one of our major universities. She was part of a delegation from the Episcopal Church to South Africa. Oh, she is very highfalutin, I must say. Her circle is very tight and narrow. She gets to South Africa and she began to make demands. She saw a little man dressed in a simple shirt, and she said to him, get my bags and put it in the car. He does get the bag and put it in the car. And she said, oh, there are other bags. Get my friend's bags. And the man picks the bag up, puts it in the car. They get on the bus. And they arrive at the cathedral. And this old gentleman comes before the crowd to welcome them. He says, Welcome to South Africa, I'm Desma (laughs) Tutu. She says to me in that moment, I wanted to disappear. (laughs) How often we see people who don't look like they belong in our circle. and we disabuse them of their presence, their identity as people of God. We call each other cousins. She reminds me over and over again how we as the church have drawn such a narrow circle that if you're not an Episcopalian, you might not be going to heaven. <laughs> well, the Baptists can claim this on us. We can do that well. <laughs> but think about it. How narrow a circle we have drawn for ourselves that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, is controlled by our weight's And judgments. In Jesus, God welcomes and sits with the social outcasts, the moral outcasts, the tax collectors, the sinners. He eats with them. The probing question for us is this Who have we welcomed into our lives? With whom do we sit and dine with? Think about your table fellowship. Who is there? That's the definition of your circle. Think about the people you embrace. That's the circumference of your circle. Jesus, sitting with those who are demonized, makes clear to us that no one is beyond the reach of, and grace and mercy of God. God's circle includes you and me. God's circle includes your circle and my circle. God's circle is so wide, so deep, so broad, that it makes us all uncomfortable. But that's how God is. That's how good God is. No one is left out. That means sinners, tax collectors, yes, drug dealers, right? Those whom we run away from, they are all children of God. Now, how much courage are we willing to take to break our circle so that it might connect and become much broader. So that the kingdom of God may take hold of our lives, be in flesh in us, in what we say and what we do. Better yet, in what we think. What we think. Because that's what we are becoming. We should be careful what we think, because our thoughts will become what? Our words and our words will turn into our action. Thereby, demonstrating to the world that we are children of God. Because we pray in our head first. That's why I'm so delighted that God has blessed us with God's self. Making room, room for everyone. For all of us. And for that, I'm thankful. So I'll close when I begin. Not in great voice, but you can bear with me. In the Lord, I'll be ever thankful. In the Lord, I will rejoice. Look to God do not be afraid. Live off your voices. The Lord is near. Live up your voice. The Lord is near. May God be glorified. May Jesus Christ be prayed. Amen.